Hey friends, before we get to today's episode, I want to talk to you about unicorns. You know I think we're all unicorns because we have special gifts and talents, and because we're all so special, it's important that we invest in things that will help us get to the next level. In fact, 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com slash startups. We should acknowledge the fact that, you know, it's a Father's Day special, but without the the mothers uh, that supported us and allowed us to have the opportunities to do the things that we did to bring that income in, all of us yeah. were blessed in that regard. Hey, everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde, and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. And I am excited about part two of the Father's Day special. I hope you all enjoyed part one. I'm excited to dig a little bit deeper into the individual fatherhood stories of my uncles and my dad. I think we really got a great snapshot of their upbringing and of my grandfather and even my grandmother's influence on their lives and just also some personal anecdotes about how we came together in really challenging times and so this part of the conversation will dig a little bit more into lessons dig a little bit more into their fatherhood stories and how they balance that with career so let's get to it all right we are back from our break and we are going to move to figuring out how my uncles and my dad balanced career and fatherhood. So who would like to take this one? I'll jump in, Ash. A lot of thought went into my career path early on. A fast-track executive, uh, they were looking for some minorities for a large communications company I was with. At the time, I was just starting to grow my family, and I realized I needed to do better balance. More money, more problems. Travel was increasing. And so I really had to let them know that some of the things that they had wanted me to do, I was not going to be available to do them. And really, I had to bow out of that fast track program for the benefit of my family. I will tell you that some of the decisions that I made were not good in regards to balancing work and family. One uh, particular job I had was a swing shift. I never got a chance to see my kids. It was a great job. I loved it. They were gone to school during the day. And by the time I got home, they were asleep. I got out of that, went back into some more managerial type positions where I can get the more Monday through Friday type, what I would call the opportunity to coach upward. I would let my supervisors know that I needed to be available certain days of the week to go to my you know, daughter's basketball games, son's cross country meets. And if that wasn't available, then I, it wasn't a job that I was going to take. So I'm sure that over the course of 37 years of being in the communications industry, that I took a significant hit on my salary, but not in my love for what I was doing and the balance that I played. Now, I will say that if you were to talk to the kids, you never know as a parent when you're parenting that what you might be doing is not quite correct. You don't have that reflective moment until you're either told or you look back years later. 
this is where I'm coming to this now, year later in life, where the kids said, yeah, we did, you know, kind of miss you at this point in time, especially critical teenage years when grades are good. So you think that's all you needed to be good as a parent, but you're not catching any of the other stuff. So Marv, any other thoughts on that? Yeah, as I'm listening to you, Pat, I'm thinking about my journey with our children as it relates to how often I wasn't at home based on being an NCAA coach. Coach's life is very demanding, especially at the college level. Thank God I have a rock star wife who stepped in and played mom and dad for several years. But I think that if I could go back, I would have scheduled you know, time, just like I schedule practices. I would have scheduled, okay, we're eating dinner. We're at date night here. We're doing, you know, you have to work it in to your life as you're operating in that life because otherwise you're going to do what I did. You're going to look back and go, dang, you know, like I missed some stuff that I shouldn't have missed. And especially when I was a head coach, because then I was the one who was making the schedule. So probably could have, you know, missed out on some opportunities there and you know, but I'm still here. My kids are still here. We're making up for it. I think we're closer now than we've ever been. So, you know, it's never too late as long as you're still around to, to try to, you know, heal some of those blemishes. But you shouldn't feel guilty about them because they've all been provided for. You look at Sid and I mean, he had maybe more of a regular schedule than us. He was working hard, obviously, but having Belinda there and having Sid and maybe something more regular. I mean, you look how Ashley turned out. I bragged on her at my press conference the other day about her being a, you know, Harvard law school graduate and Stanford graduate, and they did an amazing job. And some of that was because they were present. Dad, do you want to say something? Yeah, just kind of piggyback. But, you know, one thing as far as, as I was concerned, as far as career, you know, early on, Marvin made a great point. We made a decision that Belinda would stay home and take care of Ashley when she was born. And in order to do that, I was just working the one job at the Boys and Girls Club. I knew I had to bring in some excess source of income. So For eight years, I also worked at Continental Airlines, which is United Airlines now as a ramp agent. That allowed Belinda to stay home, but it also meant that I was working probably not as many hours as Marvin has worked, but I was working easily 60 hours a week. That was was about eight instead. I was about eight. Yeah, no, you're right. You actually were right. You know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> competition. As you can no, see. No, no competition. Mar- <laughs> Marvin definitely with the coaching, he definitely his schedule was crazy. But I but for eight years I did 60, maybe 60 plus a week. And that one thing is I had the comfort of knowing that Ashley was being taken care of. So that made my job easier. But the regrets is I missed out on some moments in when Ashley was younger. I knew that the choice we were making was a was the right choice. So I enjoyed the moments when I did see Ashley, I would come home, I'd go to the front door and Ashley would just bolt down the hallway. That's when I knew she was going to be a track star. She would leap. She would actually (laughs) leap up into my arms. And I said, whoa, (laughs) you know, I mean, I look forward to those moments. And I'll chime (laughs) in at this point, (laughs) Eric, who's the youngest uh, sibling. So I've had the benefit of being the youngest and just seeing my brothers and how they operate and how dad operated. So it's allowed me as far as work life and balance for, you know, career. I made a concerted effort to try and be there for my kids as best I could. So even though I worked two jobs for a period of time, I always try to, you know, go to their sporting events and things of that nature. 
But I tell you what, to be honest, Belinda, your mom was so instrumental helping us. I don't take any of that stuff for granted. It's like, I couldn't work a second job for periods of time without the help, you know. It's a village. Yeah. We should acknowledge the fact that, you know, it's a Father's Day special, but without the the mothers uh, that supported us and allowed us to have the opportunities to do the things that we did to bring that income in, all of us were blessed in that regard. Yeah, I'll piggyback. You're absolutely right, Pat, because... I've also been blessed in that Allison has been our primary breadwinner, you know, throughout our marriage. And so it allowed me some flexibility in terms of my work-life balance, you know, because we were always able to at least meet our obligations financially when it came to home. And then also, you know, with the kids activities and stuff like that, those expenses, but it's so true you know, that phrase, you know, it takes a village. I will not take that for granted. And I don't think anybody should take that for granted. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. I would love to know what your favorite part of being a dad is. The kids are great. I know we're pretty great. But what's your favorite part? <laughs> favorite, my favorite part is my brother's kids. How about that? You're still great. Sorry. Pat, I don't know. I'm going to throw that to you. I, I think you you probably being the oldest guy might have some, being on the planet just a little bit longer than us, you probably got some good input there. Well, I So friends, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about another amazing podcast, and that's Latinx Empower, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez, which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Latinx Empower is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insights from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their careers. I think you'll love a recent episode on toxic positivity in the workplace. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcast. think being I'm telling you if there were cameras on me when my first uh, my daughter was born it was my firstborn I went into the parking lot at the hospital and with nobody looking looked up at the stars and screamed like it was a a, a Disney movie <laughs> I was so proud of, of coming through that you know what I mean and I actually uh you have the, the flip side to that you know, where I've had the loss of a child in between and then blessed again when you didn't think you'd ever uh, want to go through that again, having my son Marcus. But just I will tell you, Marvin, what you said about being a father, being a father, semi father to my, all my nieces mm-hmm. and living their lives. Ashley will tell you I, will, I was at air track meets, making noise, embarrassing her while she's out there doing her thing. Accurate. Supporting, yeah, supporting Eric's kids <laughs> at the gays. I just love being a dad. And to this day, I love being a dad. I could have, could I have done some things better? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm learning every day. Uh, You think about uh, the mistakes that you make as a young adult. I don't live in regret. I I look at those things as saying, okay, I can share with another young man or somebody who is a father what I did, almost like a testimony when it comes to, you know, church. 
and things like that so that they can uh, enjoy, have, a, have a better quality fatherhood type of life. So, Sid? The best thing about being a dad, and there's so many things, but, you know, being able to, to love that, your child, and then also to be able to support, you know, it makes me that feeling of knowing I, I've got Ashley's back and I'm always there for her. You know, you talk about being a, like a, a supporting her kids. We're all cheerleaders going to the bench. Ashley can tell you, even though I was working these jobs, I never, I may have missed maybe two or three of her, her sporting events throughout her career. I was at everything. Their, her friends would tell me, hey, your dad, was he a cheerleader? He's running up and down the side. And Ashley sometimes wasn't even in the game. And I would be cheering her team on. But just the joy of being able to see your children grow from that first time that you hold them as a the baby. Where, and that's, to be honest with you, that's the proudest moment I've ever had. You know, mm-hmm. Ashley going to Stanford, Harvard Law. Nothing of that compares to the first time I held her by my hands and just looked at her. I said, God, you've given me this child. This is my responsibility and that joy that you have in that moment. So that's a great question. But I mean, I love everything about being a dad. You know, that's a reality. Oh, I love being your daughter. I love being your daughter. I love It's a good thing they can't see me right now. I have some money to add. I might have been the first time in in 37 years Sydney actually moved me emotionally. That was pretty (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's hilarious. Awesome. So we are just going to wrap this up. If you have any final thoughts, any final lessons about fatherhood and the intersection of fatherhood and career, please share with everyone. If not, this was just a really fruitful discussion with a lot of lessons learned. And I just appreciate all of you so much. And I love you. But of course, it's not the end because, of course, my uncles love to talk. So, yes, Uncle Eric, take it away. (laughs) Thank you. Final thoughts. There is no manual. You know, my friends and I say this, man, there's no manual of trying to be a good dad. And I say, well, yeah, there is sort of a manual. The manual is those that came before you and impacted your life in such a powerful way. So I would encourage everybody to do that, to observe those things, those qualities that they think that can help somebody else and be impactful and to emulate those things that will help young fathers, you know, along the way. That's great, great advice. E, I think to just add on to that, as we kind of wind up the podcast, I think the manual is also what they did well and what they didn't do well and and learn from the things they didn't do well and implement those as you know, it affected you and how you felt. So I think that even my father's flaws were lessons. And that's the great thing about that manual that you just referenced. I think the only thing I would add on from my personal experience with my family is I felt like besides Tammy, and we referenced it earlier, you can be a great dad just by surrounding your children with a village. Make sure you engage them with their cousins and engage them with their aunts and their uncles. And I think that all of my nieces and nephews are better human beings because of that village that we have all created as siblings. No, that was great input from both Eric and Marvin. I I think the only thing I would say, just kind of piggyback on that, parenthood is being a transparent parent is that, you know, don't fake it. They need to see you in different kind of light to see just who you are, because that's life. So, you know, what's the saying? 
But we learned when we were growing up as men, that really is a false statement. Big boys don't cry. You know, kids, as you're growing up, times kids do need to see your emotions and just who you are, you know. And so I think that I kind of really learned that, to be honest with you, kind of later on with Ashley, you know, she said, Dad, I didn't know you felt like that. Or, you know, because I think sometimes I kind of maybe, you know, kind of hit things or my emotions or whatever like that. But as I got older, as I grew as a parent, I said, you know what? Ashley needs to see me who I am. And, and you know, that's going to help her down the line. And, and so I think transparency as a parent is important in this world where there's so much fake trying Amen. to create a false image of yourself. So, Ashley, I'll just thanks for that, Sid. I'm just going to keep it simple. For me, this was great. I love my brothers. Love you, Ashley, for bringing us together to, to share. It brings back good memories of dad reflective for each of us to kind of look back and see what our blessings were and are and opportunities. So when it comes to this, it's just really just be there for your kids. Listen, listen, listen. And we are all Christians in this family. But I think of the tenets that bring us and have us focus on wisdom, lifelong uh, growth, or what we are striving for. So that being said, I just love you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share this episode with friends and family. And if you like what you hear, please go on to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to rate the show. It helps other listeners find No Straight Path. Let's spread the message, everyone, and make sure that millennials feel less alone. There's no straight path in your career and life, and that's okay. It's honestly what makes the journey exciting. So let's get inspired together. I hope you have a great week.